This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, October 18th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our first story this week, association between buprenorphine treatment gaps, opioid overdose, and healthcare spending in U.S. Medicare beneficiaries with opioid use disorder, is in JAMA Psychiatry. This study found that in buprenorphine treatment gap months, patients had a greater risk of experiencing an opioid overdose and had higher healthcare expenditures. The study also found that buprenorphine non-adherence was associated with higher healthcare spending in Medicare. Next is a study in JAMA Network Open titled Prescribing Characteristics Associated with Opioid Overdose Following Buprenorphine Taper. The study found that patients using buprenorphine for over one year prior to taper had a lower incidence of overdose compared to those who had used buprenorphine for less than one year. The study concludes that lower rates of taper also had lower rates of overdose. A new article in Translational Psychiatry is titled Rates and Correlates of Cannabis-Associated Psychotic Symptoms in Over 230,000 People Who Use Cannabis. This study found that acute, self-limiting psychotic symptoms in the context of cannabis use may occur in the lifetime of about 1 in 200 people who use cannabis. Some individuals may be particularly sensitive to the adverse psychological effects of cannabis, such as those with pre-existing mental health vulnerabilities. Next, we have an article in the American Journal of Drug and Alcohol Abuse titled, Supporting Perinatal Individuals with Opioid Use Disorder and Their Newborns Experiencing Neonatal Abstinence Syndrome. This study examined how to best prepare perinatal individuals receiving opiate agonist therapy to care for themselves and their newborns. Participants emphasized the importance of self-advocacy while navigating healthcare and social systems, and providers from diverse professions and work settings stressed the importance of communicating expectations to their patients. A new article in the Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled, Buprenorphine Initiation in the Era of High-Potency Synthetic Opioids. The article highlights the importance of the following factors in improving treatment initiation. A detailed assessment of the amount of substances used, the time between last use and buprenorphine induction, the withdrawal severity at the time of induction, and buprenorphine dose. The next article, titled Transitioning from High-Dose Methadone to Buprenorphine Using a Microdosing Approach, is in the Journal of Addiction Medicine. In this protocol, a patient is started on a microdose of sublingual suboxone and titrated to 4 mg twice daily, while continuing methadone for over 6 days. The methadone is subsequently discontinued and buprenorphine dose titration continues to the final dose of 12 mg daily. Our next article is in harm reduction, titled, I Don't Go to Funerals Anymore, How People Who Use Opioids Grieve Drug-Related Death in the U.S. Overdose Epidemic. In this article, the authors describe the way that circumstance and stigma associated with overdose deaths can interfere with mourning. The authors found that, among individuals recruited at a syringe service program, fatalism about drug-related death was inevitable. Interviewees often avoided funerals due to the way that they were blamed by others for the death. 
With this article, the authors hope to draw attention to the unique needs of people grieving drug-related deaths. Our final article is in Current Problems in Pediatric and Adolescent Healthcare and is titled Stimulant Misuse Among Youth. In this review, the authors describe the epidemiology of stimulant misuse, harms, potential treatments, and gaps in literature. The review states that non-medical use of prescription stimulants is the most misused stimulant among youth, but cocaine and methamphetamine use have also been on the rise. Given this rise in misuse of stimulants, the authors note several areas in need of additional research, including disparities in misuse, pathways from prescription use to illicit misuse, polysubstance use, and treatment strategies. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.